Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Hi, oh, Allison. Hi, Hallie. How's it going? Well, look at that new intro. <laughs> saying each other's names. Wow, we've really done it. Oh, also, this is uh, Ruined, a podcast where you ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for you. Um, and I'm Allison. Allison, how you doing? I'm good. I'm fine. Good. I don't know. What's I have, like, nothing. You know, once again, I'm God's favorite Etch-A-Sketch, and I'm like, what <laughs> happened to me in the last couple days the since I've spoken bliss. to you? The I talked to you of an day. animal. I know. <laughs> but that's and how somehow, it is now. I, I think I've talked about this in the pod before, but it really is funny. And I hope young people know this or think about this. I feel like when we were younger, there was such a horror of, like, if you do anything bad on the internet. And that's all true. If you, if you put something racist or, you know, like, actually horrible on the internet. Yeah. But there was always, like, this, like, fear of, like, well, like, if your nudes ever leak or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. I could have seen Donald Trump's asshole yesterday. Yeah. I wouldn't remember I, it. They got I wouldn't. But I also, remember. it's like, I, I could have seen anything that anyone has ever done Yes, over two weeks ago. It's gone. So gone. Don't, don't live and feel like, oh, somebody saw oh, some embarrassing thing. Even if they did, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. We are so overloaded with information and content and, and, like, constant things just streaming at us from, like, multiple angles. Like, I have three screens out at any time. Like, it's just like, I, nothing gets saved. Everything, even, like, my life. It's gone. Just, it just doesn't exist. <laughs> it's very, I've been having a lot of David Cronenberg feelings, which is good because mm. that's actually, like, I feel like Hellraiser and David Cronenberg, they're, they're sort of covering a similar ground. Also, and I, I realized I'm like, I don't have to come out on every, in every podcast on all mediums, but I did come out. I am gay. Uh, David and I broke up. He's now ex boyfriend from the pod. We're still good friends. Yes. Yes. And um, Just a he's quick wonderful. Summary again, that's but good. I refresh realized, everybody, right? Because we did, it did during the live show. And if you didn't see the live show, I didn't want it to be like an exclusive or something stupid. But exclusive. anywho, <laughs> but as a result, I feel like I've been I don't know in mind about the body and you know like thinking about like the horror of technology and the body. And there are a lot of good things technology does, obviously. But boy, I just think our brains are not. Mm-mm. We're we're in a we're it's a tough spot. We put our little brains in. They do the best they can to find nuts and fruit and you know what I mean, weave together yeah. grasses. That's that's where they should be at. And it's just nonstop. We'll just read about nuclear nuclear threat. Nuclear. Oh nuclear. yeah, and we're all just like, well, <laughs> I guess we're just not going to do anything about the climate. Though, thank you to all of the yes. listeners who have sent us good climate news about like the small wins that are happening within the fight against climate change. I wouldn't call it a fight. It's like six people who are trying their best <laughs> and an entire and planet who's ignoring it. <laughs> We really do appreciate that. Let me see. Uh, I probably can't find any. I, I, There's I no promise. way I could find them. I, I couldn't remember what to tell you. Like, here's what I did this week to open the pod. <laughs> so, like, I definitely can't find an email with, like, there are these microbiomes that eat plastic, like, which is something that somebody sent us. Something eats plastic, and that's good. 
And that's um, great. And I'm really happy about that. And so thank you for saying that. And one day we will read a bunch of them. And then here we go. Positive climate. I got it. This is from, um, I'm going to say Sarah or Sarah. Thank you for sending this in. And there's some great, basically these are mushrooms that essentially eat plastics. Only yes. about only about 4% of plastic can currently be recycled, which is like, God damn it. That's not enough. Um, no, 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 it is not. We are making the changes um, that raise the number to 40%. And so uh, there's a link here uh, about it. Basically, we're trying to, you know, sort of biohack engineer, like biohack, I suppose, um, creatures that can uh, break down plastic. And look, does, does my brain immediately assume things are going to go horribly awry? But, like, what? it's already going horribly awry. So it, it going horribly awry in a different way. Hey, fun change of pace. Right? I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure those things will turn on us. Um, and, and they should. And they should, because we've engineered them to solve a problem that we refuse to solve ourselves and could by just consuming less. Um, I mean, man, sorry, we don't so mean to dark. But it is really good, and obviously, we, I, you know, I do feel optimistic about all the wonderful things that people are doing. Yes. Um, I've told, I've said this to Allison before, but I think since coming out, I'm filled with a um, intense queer optimism that I believe anything is possible. So that's I do really think nice. anything is possible. It, you know, day to day, that's that's a tough thing to believe yeah, in. Day but to day, everything's a nightmare. But <laughs> long term, yeah, I really believe that's it. Nice. I see the good that people have done and the ways in which we could all contribute. And I just want to offer that as a word of optimism, as you guys have offered us, which we really appreciate. And um, to, 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 we'll start that off with yeah. a, maybe this this is a much less nihilistic version of the, the original um, creature or character's idea. I do have one good thing that's going oh, on that we can talk about. Yeah. Is that we're doing another live show. Oh, God. Thank you. Oh, they got Seamless plug. plug. The thing really that's keeping us going. Mastering the art of a natural segue into mm. promoting our own shit. Um, right. But I'm sure I'm sure it's been announced already. I have no idea when this comes out and when you're all listening. But <laughs> October 30th, the second spookiest day of the year. Well, the third, I guess, like Halloween, then election day. Oh, then, God. <laughs> I can't even, like, process the midterms. Um, we're doing another live show. Uh, Sunday, October 30th. Mm-hmm. We we have to we have do this to. movie. We have to. It's been oft requested. And then, of course, is the movie Smile um, mm. from Parker Finn. Um, if you've seen the trailer, it's just some creepy people smiling. And that's what yeah. I want to know. I don't, I don't want to know a damn reason. I don't want to know any other facts about why they're smiling. I simply want to know the smile. And we couldn't be more excited to do it for you. I think it's going to no. be a fun one based on... I have not read anything about it yet. And... Um, I did see, I, I didn't read it, but there was, like, an article that was, like, this is a good, like, this movie is, like, way scarier than you think it's going to be. Great. And it's way better than you expect it to be. And that was just, like, one take that I just read the headline of, which is how I consume well, news. Well, I will say, and I don't say this to be, you know, I always struggle with the idea of content warnings, like, when is it appropriate, that kind of thing, those making those decisions. I will say that someone, and you, if you've seen the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. The movie is to have somebody say it, about 90 minutes of people committing suicide. So if that's not something you're into or you want to hear about, understandable. Believe that's an me. important thing to mention. Um, but apparently very scary. So, yeah, you know, something to ponder terrifying. if you're just not in that place, I completely understand. Um, um, so the we there was a new uh, website that you go to to buy our tickets. We'll be posting it all over the place. But the new URL is 
moment.co slash ruined. And that's where you can get your tickets. If you're a Patreon $20 member, obviously you already get tickets. They will be emailed to you. I believe it's day of. Uh, we'll do a cocktail. We'll have the chat. It's all the stuff. I mean, we're we're driving towards some new merch soon. I don't want to make promises about this month, but I think that <laughs> we we're— always, We always like to make promises, but, you know, one of the, these days is going to come true. Over-promise, under-deliver. That's you, business success. <laughs> if you think you we don't know how to do anything, we definitely don't know how to do merch. So no. it is it is two, again, two animals who should be living in a tree. Yes. Two animals who should be rolling around in the grass, forced, forced by some compulsive part of our, our brains to create yes. a podcast. And yeah, um, we're lemurs that use computers. It's oh, really boy. they must nice. feel so free. Just uh, running around. Uh, but yeah. uh, moment.co slash ruined. Get your tickets. If you're a $20 Patreon member, you're already getting tickets. And um, we hope to see you um on October 30th. Yeah. Hallows, Halloween Eve. Um, yes, all Halloween's Eve. Ooh, that's all fun. Halloween's Eve. And then I do have a Halloween costume picked out. Allison, are you going to do something? I don't dress up. I think I, I think I am obligated to my community to be Velma. There's going to be so many Velmas. Mm, there's going to be so many Velmas. <laughs> so many Velmas. I got to start shopping now for the Velma outfits fly up. The, They're going to be gone. Rack. Damn it. I'll just go to H&M. Orange, orange sweater, red skirt. That's all they got there. Glasses you already have. You know, yeah. That's great. Done and done. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, guys, uh, for hopefully coming to the live show. And if you pay twenty dollars on the Patre- Patreon, you will be getting a ticket to that anyway. So why not? We'll come? see you there. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see you there. there. Um, so yeah, we'll get we're gonna get started on this week's movie, which I was I was so so excited about, and I really did enjoy. Um, and it's hard to do. It's hard to do a uh, well, not necessarily a re- it's not a remake, it's not a reboot, but a a continuation on the franchise, but not a literal mm. sense, I suppose, but. Anywho, the movie, of course, we're doing this week is the new Hellraiser film. Um, and we always like to have Allison watch. And Allison, having actually heard the plot, I'm not saying she remembers any of it, but having heard I'm the plot. Watching the trailer, I was like, I don't know if this is all supposed to be familiar or not. I don't remember. I just like, all I remember <laughs> from Hellraiser is being like, where's everybody's skin? Right. Well, I'll tell you, this, you're going to have that question a lot, even a lot more in this. Everyone, get your skin together. Get your skin back. In Hellraiser, this is the so for the visual, you know, it, mm-hmm. we always like to have you watch the trailer, but for the mm-hmm. visual, in Hellraiser, they had their little like S&M outfits on. Love it. Fashion. Now, their outfits are made out of their own flayed skin. Ugh. The Not outfits chic. are the skin, Allison, or the no. tendons and the muscles. <sighs> I'll I, tell you what they get up, what these kids get up to in these films, you know? I I also, like, so it's not a remake. No. But it's not a sequel. I guess in a sense it is. Okay. In the sense that we're referencing the same original IP, but it doesn't rely on you knowing or caring or having like seen. sequels to the original? Yes, so the original, like a, mm-hmm, yes, you're right. Okay. Like, so this, the two and three, I believe, at least, I haven't seen the other ones, but um, they were direct sequels. Okay, and this is more like Mm -hmm. same world, new folks. This is like the Lament Lament configuration universe. So it's sort of like who else is finding this thing? You know, maybe you know that was back in the eighties. Who's finding it today? I think would be the idea. Okay, because that thing's still out there. 
I'm acting like I remember the original and can then place this against that. But no, I can't because I, like I don't. I like you pretending. It's nice. I appreciate nice. that. <laughs> Try my it's best. Like, it's like idiot. when people pretend to like a gift. They're like, oh. oh and I do appreciate socks. that. They're trying to be nice. Socks. Oh, man. Socks. Yeah, any, any socks. horrible gift of the child, I'm like, I'd kill for new socks. I know. I can't, rem- I can't believe how often I was disappointed <laughs> by getting clothes as a gift as a child and how I literally can't <laughs> imagine another thing I want besides clothes. I just want a Nordstrom gift card. I just, That's all I, I want. Know. Um, so we, of course, I take a baseline scary for Allison. How scary do you find the concept of having your skin flayed off, Allison? I, I wouldn't say that's something I want to happen mm-hmm. to me. Um, Fair. That is very scary. Having just like even like you know when you like cut yourself, like oh yeah, cook- every day. Yeah, all the time, constantly. Just, like, if I touch something that's, like, not blunt, I'm like, well, I've cut myself. <laughs> um, I, like, did it recently, um, just, like, chopping. I, like, chopped, like, a tiny little, like, not even off, but just, like, kind of, like, oh, a no. flap on a finger. Just, like, it was, it was like, super, 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 super on the oh. very tip, so it didn't really, like, become a crisis. But at the same time, I was, like— Oh, this sucks. Like, yeah. I feel like my nerves are exposed, even though it was just, like, basically a paper cut. Right. And for that, for the Hellraiser, for Pinhead and the Cinnabites, that's basically foreplay. Yeah. So you're really just that's, getting things started. That's if what you're they're into. And I don't want to kink shame. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think it's okay to kink shame because how else are these kids going to get off? You know what I mean? How else, like, yeah. you think the Cinnabites, if everyone's like, this is cool? No, the whole point is that we're scared. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're all they're like, hey, no like, big deal. Like, oh, they're like, great, great. Well, then what, they're, why are we even yeah, here? they're into the horror and the resistance of it, I would imagine. So. I would think so. But you know what? I guess, and, and, and that's also an existential question about both Hellraiser films. We're like, it implies that, like, the delineation between pleasure and pain has been so blur, obscured that these people have, like, transcended to this, like, alien mm-hmm. realm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's how you experience it there. But either way, there would be a certain point in time where you think all their victims, it seemingly, if you've been there long enough, you're like, well, when in Rome, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like if there is pleasure in it, eventually you would just get on board because all the Cinnabites got on board. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's sort of right. like, it, it. to me, it sort of is like— yeah, yeah. It begs the question, when are you like, well, I'm already a Cinnabite. I might as well enjoy Lean myself. In. Lean yeah. in. And that Lean also, in. that was about a pinhead. I didn't read it, but I have to yeah. assume. Yeah, it was. Cheryl Sandberg is pinhead. <laughs> no one knows that. And then finally, um, before we begin, Allison, I mean, having heard about the original Hellraiser and knowing this is of a piece, what uh, would you like to guess the twist in Hellraiser 2022? the twist. I mean, I'm going off of no knowledge. It's like mm-hmm. I've never Good. heard of the original. Good. That's, that's what makes this job so, it's not easy, but you know what I mean? Like, my God, if you were like calling out inconsistencies, I wouldn't be able to get through anything. My, my brain is like, just like one light bulb and like a string <laughs> hanging and there's just I, no one there and nothing there. And it's like an empty <laughs> storeroom. <laughs> Listen, no judgment. This is, this is why podcasts exist to let your, it's give your true. little light bulb, you just turn it it's off like, and you just sit there. Um, I'm going to guess that one of the kind of like victims, like one of the young people pulled into this world. Okay. Um, is, connected to Pinhead somehow. Ooh, okay, fun. Maybe through, like, family? 
I love that. No, that's super fun. Pinhead's a stepdad? Yes. Okay. Well, so Pinhead in this movie is a woman, so I guess we'll have to go oh. stepmom. Stepmom. And that's, hey, if you yes. ever if you ever go look try to look up pornography, apparently it's all stepmoms at this point. It's all stepmoms. I, maybe I'm just old, but I'm just like, what happened with stepmoms? <laughs> this is like the cultural like artifact. I feel like about the them. '90s were like the beginning of like divorce and yes. remarrying that as makes like sense. being very popular, and therefore all of a sudden there were like so many like stepmoms. <laughs> Man, I, I, yeah, it's like well, I think I was talking. We were talking about this, but it's like, what's the next thing for the next generation? It's going to be robots because eventually Ugh, everybody's well, going to fuck the thing that Elon Musk made that's definitely going to kill all of us. Yeah, and like that's the best case scenario is yeah. that we get is that it has sex with us before it kills us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um anywho, that's a very Hellraiser thought and we have more Hellraiser thoughts so let us begin by ruining this year's new Hellraiser. <clears throat> we open in where else? Belgrade, Serbia. Oh. And we see our, we see a well-dressed older white woman clearly with money. She's meeting an older man who is a, he's sitting on a park bench and he says there's your case. It's not to be taken lightly. And he gestures to a metal box that he's like hidden under the bench. And you know the lament configuration is inside. So Allison, if you don't recall, the I little don't. puzzle box from the mm-hmm. original Hellraiser that when you open it, it summons the Cenobites and sort yes. of sets you off on an adventure. You know, you have to learn about yourself and uh, potentially your skin being uh, turned inside out and um, your genitals being um, removed or added to. And like all of the Globe's top perverts, the woman doesn't even flinch at this. Like, I think if, like, somebody's like, don't open this box, it's going to ruin your life. And you're like, I'm rich. Um, I'm <laughs> going to open this box. I could open this box. Um, and he tells her, I was hoping he'd pick it up himself. But And the woman says, that's the thing on Mr. Voigt. He never does anything himself that he can get someone else to do. Which, again, is we're seeding. I love the line that, like, sets up what's going to happen in the movie. Yes. So here's one of our, that's, um, we're talking about uh, our main, one of our main characters, Roland Voigt, who is one of these classic horror movie or classic film perverted millionaires whose lust for excess will lead our characters down the Primrose Pass. And so this woman, who we find out later, her name is Serena. Um, she takes the box to Roland Voigt's uh, mansion back in the States. I presume it's back in the States because everyone in the movie speaks English, English, so they never say where they are. So I'm like, yeah. it's not Serbia, Let's I don't just think. just call it America. Yeah, so, we're, so we'll say we're in Baltimore, and they okay. go to ba- uh, Roland Voigt's mansion, and he's having sort of like an orgy night, right? So there is sort of like a sexy like party and drinking, and then there's like a room where there's just an orgy. Mm-hmm. And compare, I will say, compared to what happens later, like, the orgy seems very tame. It seems very, like, everyone's got masks. You know, everyone is, not like COVID, but you know what I mean? Sort yeah, of yeah, an yeah. eyes wide shut type of thing. Yeah. And we follow Joey, who's this, like, very handsome, like, 20-something sex worker who has been clearly hired for the party. And he's sort of, like, nervously making his way through the crowd. And um, it's, I was like, it seems like a pretty casual orgy. So I'm like, maybe it's just, like, a sex party. But I don't know the delineation. Yeah. But you know, something where you're having a party, then in one of the other rooms, people are having sex, and everyone, and then everyone else is chatting. I think chatting. that's just called a party, Hallie. <laughs> oh my god! Please invite me to these parties. If that's what it is. Um, I guess it's been a, it's been a while since I've been to a full I haven't been party. to a party. Yeah, I know. Yeah, except parties at a bar, and it's like you can't really. There's no real separate room for the orgy. You know what I mean? Right. You gotta just do the yeah, whole thing, yeah. and you know, you gotta make you pay up front. Um, so uh, Joey's sort of um, he goes to the bar in this one room, and he's he meets a woman from the beginning, Serena. And she's sort of like um, uh, Roland Voigt's lawyer slash right-hand woman. And she takes one look at Joey and says, you know, I work for Voigt, and I think he'd love to meet you. So how about you go through the double doors at the end of the hall in about 10 minutes? 
And of course, I'm assuming that Joey's like, okay, so I'll have sex with him is what I'm yeah. assuming where we're going with this. Um, Isn't that it? <laughs> and I, that's why I'm here, I'm assuming. So he goes through and it's set up. It's this big, gigantic sort of great room with like this huge, um, gorgeous skylight. And okay. there's little pedestals and each one has like a different object on it. And one of them were like objects of torture. And one of them, of course, is the lament configuration, the puzzle box. He, of course, Allison, like you do in any situation where it looks like a museum exhibit, he fucking picks it up. You know what I mean? I mean, moving forward, this is all on him. <laughs> right. If you see a, 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 a cursed looking puzzle box, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it. Also, so, like, all it would make me feel is stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we did talk about that. Like, somebody was such a pervert, but like, just couldn't figure out the puzzle. Oh, yeah. Someone's like, yeah. I want to be absolutely, I want Pinhead to destroy me. And they're just, they're just like, they're on the bus. Just, they cannot figure it out. <laughs> just Googling like <laughs> secrets and tips. Um, but of course, Roland Voigt, he sort of looms out of the darkness of Joey and he's like, Beautiful, isn't it? What is it? It's a, uh, it's a puzzle. <laughs> the only one of its kind, forgotten until now. And it's almost finished. Keep going. And Joey says, well, if I win, do I get a prize? And Voice says, well, I do. Which, again, yeah. seems like a classic perverted uh, millionaire t- thing to say. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Allison, he solves the box. And when it opens, it has a blade that shoots out, stabbing through Joey's hand. So this is something that was not in the original movie. It was specifically a blade. But that is something that is, is now happening with limited configuration. A lot of stabbing through the hand going on during the film. Oh. Chill. Joey, reasonably enough, freaks out and tries to run out the door. Of course, it's locked. So we're watching him panicking. And much like the original Hellraiser, we sort of see the uh, the reality of a certain wall disappear. And then we see this, I think, in a really well done, like this glimmering blue door filled with this glimmering blue light that looks like Ooh. light that plays through like a pool, like... It's like almost neon yeah, yeah, blue yeah. water, sort of. Really cool. Love that. So, And all the effects are really good. I thought this was really well done. Unfortunately, oh, nice. once that door opens, a huge metal chain with a hook on it, which the Cinevites love, shoots out. They love a hook. And latches into Joey's leg and just starts fucking tearing him back through the veil of reality into the Hellraiser dimension. And we see the lament configuration has changed again. And it's changed into a elongated diamond shape, which we've never seen before, mm-hmm. even okay. in the original. It didn't do a lot of shifting around, but it was it always kind shape. of the same. Yes. <clears throat> so it would open, but it wasn't like changing all around. This void picks up the diamond shape, balances on its end. And we see like more chains or like sort of like iron ropes shoot out and they hoist Joey aloft. And... He, and, and he, of course, screams and voice sort of ignoring him, you know, sort of, as you imagine Elon Musk will, you know, when he's in this situation. Just so, a rich yes. person who doesn't yes. care. There's a screaming person in the room and is unfortunately torn apart. And as he is being torn apart, Joey, um, Voight is pl- praying, looking to heaven. He says, I am a penitent of Leviathan. Please grant me this audience. And... Uh, Joey is uh, to quote. I don't know if you ever read the Bossip art like headlines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the only real art <laughs> left in our culture. And I will say that Joey is torn to smithereens, to use their favorite favorite term over at Bossip. Yes. yes. Um, and I'm going to say this right now, and this is the one problem I have with the movie because I did enjoy it. I think in the original, it is more interesting that the people who are get involved with this are people who actually really like know what it is and what is happening. Now they do play mm-hmm. fast and loose with this, but like in the original Hellraiser, the uh, original 
person we see open it, he he's there. He wants the perverted pleasure of of irreality or whatever. And mm-hmm. then sort of like the love interest, like the woman, it's she has good sex one time and it ruins her life. That's to me really interesting versus like, yes. oh, I tricked someone just to open this and like they didn't know, which is fine. Yeah. It just is like there's something more evocative about like, or what I think what he was saying about like desire. I don't know. But um, but so we cut up now we're six years later. We catch up with Riley and her boyfriend Trevor. And it seems like they're a new relationship. They're six having years sex. later? Six years later. So six years later, was Riley. We've never seen her or Trevor before. And it seems like okay. it's a new relationship. And he kind of blurts out in the middle of sex, I love you. And it really freaks her out. <gasps> and she's like, oh, uh, and, and they both kind of get up. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. And they, they emerge from her room. And they find that everyone else has heard their, like, gnarly sex that was going on, including Riley's brother, Matt, whose apartment it is. And he lives there with his boyfriend, Colin. And their roommate, Nora, who has made tapas. And as soon as you meet Nora, you're like, Nora, I got some bad news. You're here for the body count, girl. You're making yeah. tapas? You're going to be tapas in about 15 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> what kind of tapas do you think dead be? Like, what What tapa mm. would you, what tapa? What what kind of tapas Ooh, would like you want to Like a Spanish tortilla, you know, where, like, they have, like, potatoes. But I guess it would be human flesh. And they start to make, like, a little slice. Uh, what kind of tapa would you like to be? I feel like it would be the most painful, but the most delicious would be like the shrimp and garlic and butter. Right. Or just the shave like, the prosciutto where they just shave the or the jamon sh- real thin. Yes. Tapas Ooh, are terrifying you? as I think about it now. Mm. They're all pretty violent. Yeah. Sado SM Tapas. Um SM Tapas. Something something to think about for our cover band. Um <laughs> So Nora sort of is like, oh, Trevor, why do you join us? And it's uh, like, clearly Riley wasn't going to invite him. Like, he's just some guy that she's sort of sleeping with. And he's like, you know, I." he says, Trevor says, this is his job. But this is the one line we got about get about it for the most part until later. He says, I have a lot of painting to, t- paintings to deliver. And I'm like, what an interesting choice for a character. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of paintings to deliver. It's like, okay, man, cool. cool. Also, like, it implies that they're really expensive. It also implies that, like, they're just out there in your van or something. Like, that doesn't seem whatever. Right. Where are they? Who did? Yeah, that's not for us okay. to know. But not so he, he takes off, and then Riley looks at her brother and everybody else, and is like, oh, you heard us fucking? And they're like, yeah, obviously we did. We This is like a two-bedroom apartment or three-bedroom, I guess. not to. Yeah. And so after dinner, Matt sort of like lays into Riley and he's like, I don't like Trevor. Everyone knows that you're not supposed to date someone who's in a, who's most recently into a 12 step program. So Riley is in recovery and Trevor has, it's a new relationship. And basically he's like, I think it's fucked up that he would be dating you knowing that you are just so recently sober. And Riley's like, I've been sober for months. Like if I can't drink or, or do pills, like I need to have some kind of vice. Like, I need to be have something, like, some outlet. Like, you're going to, like, begrudge me having, like, this hot guy come over. But Matt, the, the real issue, Matt says, like, uh, the first of the month as soon as I need you to pay rent, Riley does not have a job. Well, she has a job, but it's not, you know, she's, she's not making a lot of money. Right. And so that's really, the, I think, the source of the tension. And the next day, Riley visits Trevor at his sickening, again, these paintings, uh, you know, like, you walk in, it's like uh, a movie, or, or, or like an apartment that only exists in, like, um like a 90s action movie where it's like a gigantic stone loft yes. with enough space to hang like a punching bag because yes. it's so big. It's like there's yeah, like it's like eight different foot rooms. ceilings. Yes. And yeah. like everything's divided by just kind of like half walls and like yes, yeah. random furniture. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I love it. That, I feel like, again, like growing up, like that's what you thought like New York was or something. I thought or everybody was going to live in 
giant warehouse style huh. lofts with like huge couches and like minimal and like instead I'm just like wow I have a whole hallway. <laughs> I mean eventually we might all be living in warehouses but like that'll just all be out of sheer necessity, you know. Right, because we're going to be underwater or on fire and there's no housing left and <laughs> yeah. all the cool stuff that's happening okay. in our world. But in the meantime we're going to we're going to uh watch horror movies to feel <laughs> take the take the edge off, you know. Yeah. Um, so she goes and she complains to Trevor and lamenting about her shitty job. And he's like, Matt's probably right. And, you know, Trevor's like, you know, actually, I have a pro- I have a solution to your money problem. And apparently during one of his many runs to the warehouse district, Trevor clocked this abandoned warehouse with one abandoned shipment. And he was able to spot the key code. And he's like, I want you to come with me and we'll just steal whatever's in there. It's been abandoned. Like, nobody's doing anything with it. They're not going to know it's us. Like, I figured it all out. Riley's like, I just got sober. I'm trying to get my life together. Let's do it. So they break into this warehouse, and Trevor cuts the lock on the shipping container. And inside, there's just a single safe. And eventually, okay. they're trying to figure it out. And then Riley just used, they have, like, one of those big, massive, like, police flashlights that are, like, five pounds. Yeah. And just sort of, like, shears the lock out the front of the safe. And then Trevor's able to pry it open with a crowbar. And inside, Allison, okay. you better believe it's the lament configuration. Also, obviously. And so Riley picks it up. Of course, she's, she's mesmerized. And Trevor's like, okay, well, I don't know what, how much it's worth, but we could sell it to an appraiser and split the money, you know? Like, it's got to be worth something. In fact, it was in the safe in this in this right. shipping container all alone, you know? Um, back at the apartment, Colin, I thought it was a very sweet scene, is that Colin is reading Matt poetry in bed and then having him guess who wrote it. And it's Byron Shelley. And I didn't write down, I didn't look up what poem it was, but it has the phrase, the sentence, she is the universe. So I thought that was really nice that they're reading poetry in bed to one another. I like that. Um, uh, and the future of their love is going to be temporary, but I, I support them in celebrating their queer love during this film. Um, they hear Riley come in and she's fucked up. Like she's drunk. Clearly she and, and Trevor went out after their successful heist. Matt is on her immediately like, you know, like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm clean. He's like, you're literally falling over trying to take her shoes off. And they have like a huge fight. And he's like, I love you. I can't watch you do this to yourself again. And she's like, you love having someone to fix. And finally Matt's like, fuck you. I'm sick of this. You could pack your shit and leave in the morning. It's like, if you want to play games, you'll lose. And isn't this all about the game, Allison. It is all about the game. And he storms back into the, his his and Colin's bedroom and, and Riley screams back, I thought you'd never ask. Which I'm like, not a smart retort, girl. Like, you look drunk when you yell that. Like, yeah. you want me to leave? I thought you'd never ask. Like, yeah, what? That's not, that's not the comeback you think it is when yeah. you're so, but, but instead of waiting until the morning, she packs her bag and like storms out. Even though Colin, he's outside getting a cigarette and he's like, don't do this. Like, you're just both having a bad night. Like in the morning, we'll talk about this. Like, where you go sleep in your car? Like, it's don't, not worth it. But of course she does. And she's in such a state, she ends up like kicking the side mirror off the car, like in a rage. And she goes inside cool. to sleep. And of course she was drinking and now she is using. So she opens up like a silver container and she drops a bunch of pills and then she has to, like, eat them off the ground when they're all wet and dirty. Ugh, um, she's off the horse, pills. unfortunately. Yeah. And then Allison, in her sort of, you know, cross-faded state, she sees the lament configuration and takes it across the street to a playground to open it. And she solves it, and the blade shoots out, but she's holding it in such a way that it misses her hand. So, unfortunately— Interesting. Yeah. It's still open, though. Like, it, it changes shape, and— 
like we we saw originally Joey once once he got stabbed, he looks sort of woozy, but I assumed it was the blood. Here we see Riley also gets woozy and kind of like lays down on one of those remember those things on a playground where like just kind of spins around in a circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a yeah, I don't know what Okay, it is. all right. Okay, I was like, wow, we're going to come <laughs> I was with like, a, you a, know, car- like a Ferris wheel that's on the ground. A carousel. Yeah, it's like a carousel. Oh, I said Ferris no. wheel. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you no. know, what is physics? I guess that's what the Hellraiser um, franchise asks us. That's asks what it's us. questioning. But yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so she kind of like lays down on it. And also, there is a lot of great shots in this movie. She sees, as she turns, like in the distance, she sees a man standing near the playground, like on a hill, just uh, his skin completely flayed off his body. Ugh, and I'll like, tell you, she sits right up when she sees that. I Nothing would sober you up more than someone who doesn't have skin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the middle of the night, standing near a playground, no less. Um, <laughs> so scary. Riley hears a feminine voice and turns, and it's a Cenobite. And so we have so, we have some new Cenobites. The only returning Cenobite is, I believe, the Chatterer, with the one with, like, the teeth. Um, oh, so, good. I'm glad that he's back. <laughs> yeah, he's back in action. But everyone else is like a new Cinnabite where I'm like, did they, do you have to like rotate? Like, is, is this people are on a different job? Like, is, is there more than one lament configuration? Like, it makes a lot rotations. Of and interesting, like, like medical school. <laughs> because everyone is totally nude, I do, I do appreciate that there had to be so many conversations of like, how did, how did, how to in some way cover everyone's genitals, but not have it be disgusting. Because like, the ostensibly the genitals have been just, sort of turn inside out. It's like, how do you address having yes. totally nude villains? I guess Pinhead With has inside out genitals. Yeah. yeah. I mean. So I think they tastefully did it. The, the Again, the design is so incredible. And one really cool thing they did that I really liked, and maybe it's like a, a, a femme nod to Pinhead being a woman now, is um, all of the pins and all of their piercings have on the end, and it's lit, like, so it's a very dark movie, but, like, it's very beautifully mm-hmm. shot. Like, all of the pins on Pinhead's head or, like, a lot of, like, the piercings have a little tiny pearl on the end. So it's, like, this I little like this little glimmering, which gives you, like, a little, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit of glamour. And once it's you chic. notice it, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Um, and, like, the way they lit it and everything I thought was really um, interesting. But, anywho, so she turns. So now that we got this guy with the flayed off skin. She turns, it's another Cenobite who has sort of like her skulls, like the skin of her skull is stretched down to her shoulders. And it's, you know, again, like she's shot in the lungs. So you're not getting like, everyone's kind of like, you see him for a second. You're like, what the hell's going on? You know? Yeah. Nothing good. And finally she hears another voice and it is Pinhead. And Pinhead is holding the puzzle box and is giving Riley an option. And Pinhead says... And also, Pinhead is not named Pinhead. Pinhead is called, like, the Hell Priest in this. But it's Pinhead. She has pins in her head. It's Pinhead. Um, Maybe that's what you get when you have a priest. Like, maybe there's a bunch of Pinheads. Again, who knows? But since the blade did not cut Riley, Pinhead says, she is allowed to either sacrifice herself or sacrifice somebody else to the Cenobites. And as Riley watches Pinhead... Opens, like, it turns the box, and, a, like, a hole opens in the middle and sort of drops down. And just then, Allison, a circular hole opens in Riley's chest. And then chains start shooting out of her chest in slow motion. Chains? chains. Like, chains with a hook on it that we keep seeing. Mm, mm-hmm, Metal chains mm-hmm. shoot out of Riley's chest. Luckily, it's just a dream. And Matt wakes up, horrified. Well, no, just okay. the chains well, part. The cha- I think we're the, the chain. We see Matt sit up in bed, and and the chain part was a dream. His dream, but is was it? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. Sure. He thinks it's a dream. I don't know. Um, 
And so my question is to you, Allison, and I'm just going to do it now because there's a couple different points. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie with a lot of ethical questions. Mm. If Pinhead says to you, you could either sacrifice yourself, and we know what that entails, which is meaning right. go to the Hellraiser dimension, never die, be sexually tortured. I guess until you, at some point, it seems like you got to get on board, but I, I don't know how the, you know, I, what's HR up like, like up there? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, know like, how what kind of Cenobite rotation do you end up on? Like, I, exactly. You know. So would you choose yourself for that, or Allison, would you choose someone else? And it has to be someone else that you could be close enough that could be cut with the blade. So... Either has to be a total can't stranger just be like, or someone you know. Yeah, I can't be like Mitch McConnell. Like, <laughs> right. Then I'm like, just throw I'm like, it, send throw them it. all. I'm sure yeah, he's exactly. just like, into, also like, it's just so much skin to, you know, turn out inside out. Um, <laughs> right. You guys will be working at it. <laughs> I mean, there's no one close enough to me that I would feel like good. You know, there's no one where I'm like, yeah, fuck you. But like at the same time, I, you know what? In comedy, I, I could get to Chris D'Elia, you know, like, Ooh, I could, okay. Okay. Like, yeah, I, it, it would take like, there'd be like a, I would have to, <laughs> you know, maneuver a little bit, but I don't know. That guy seems stupid enough. You know, all these guys. Like, are, hey, maybe he'll enjoy it. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. I, I, you know, knowing it, it's, it's awful to think of going yourself, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know how you live with like doing it to well, someone else. And that, that's the drag me to hell um, conundrum, you know, with right. the end where it's like, you have to give this to someone else. And she's like, I don't think I could do that. Boy, I would I would probably give this to Donald Trump or someone like that. I don't think I don't think I'm going regular hell, maybe. Yeah, I can't go dimension. to like inside I don't know, out man. skin sexual hell. Like I just I can't mean, do it. But I mean, of course, that, of course, when you go to regular hell, it's going to turn out it's Hellraiser hell anyways. You know what I mean? Right. Like we can't know. But um, I guess I guess I would like it. I guess it's like eventually it seems like people they kind of get on board and he'd be in some pleasure out of this. I, I mean, don't know. They, they have it's eternity. Like, they definitely get to turn a little bit of a bond. What is a bond mot? Is that the word? They get, they get a couple lines. So I do feel like that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say I would find the worst person I could get to rope into it and send them. Great. Back in the movie, uh, Matt panics, of course, realizing like, oh my god, I kicked my sister out in the middle of fucking night, you know. And he runs to her car to try to find her. He spots her in the playground, and she's passed out. And he assumes, oh, my God, she OD'd. She did right. OD. Like, she did. But that's, you know, of course, when he he's not going to, like, understand that, you know. No. Unfortunately, Allison, when he runs up to her, he goes to grab her, and he slices his hand on no. the blade, so, the lament configuration. Yeah. That's not great. And all he did was try to care about his sister. And um, I got, you know, things are only going to go for bad for us before Matt. Um, so he sort of gets um, Riley up and he was like, here, I'm going to call the cops. And he runs to the park bathroom to sort of stop the blood gushing out of his hand. And we see that his blood is absorbed into the puzzle box and the blade retracts. And we see the box takes on a totally new formation. So unfortunately, Matt has so been it keeps changing. blood. Okay. We say it again? It keeps changing. Yes, it keeps changing form. Exactly. And eventually we'll find out what all those forms mean. So um, and it, as of right now, it doesn't really matter. It's just cool. It's just a cool effect. Um, unfortunately, Is it a Allison, practical box or is this done with special? Um, I think in some shots it, it is a practical box, but then the actual transformation, I think it's got to be CGI. Yeah. I, um, But I do think it is a practical item in some shots. Mm -hmm. And it's very pretty. Again, a very well done. Um, so he's in the bathroom, Matt. He's also, like, kind of getting woozy because, again, he doesn't know that the Cenobites are about to show up. And he right. watches in horror as the blood that he washed on the drain starts, boil like, bubbling back up from the sink. 
And there's like more and more of it, right? He turns and sees the wall open into a void, Allison, a blue void. And unfortunately, outside, Riley finally comes to, hears a scream, but by the time she makes it inside, the void is gone, and Matt is nowhere to be seen. So, of course, when the police arrive, Riley is in a state, and they're like, okay, so you mix pills and booze, and now you're losing your mind. Okay, you know, I'm sure your brother didn't just disappear. So she goes back to the apartment. Nora, I know. Nora and... um, Colin are like, well, all we could do is wait. Like, I mean, you know, what could we do? It's like, that's the wrong attitude. And Colin even says, you know, there's a little bit of blood on the sink, but that might not even be his blood. Well, then where'd he go, bitch? Like, what are you talking about? whose blood is that? Yes, exactly. It's someone's blood. And also, like, if it's not his blood that he just left in the middle of the night, that also doesn't seem like him. No. But I guess people are just so compelled to play things down. Yeah, and to, like— look for the best possible yeah. likely outcome. Like, where it's like, maybe he left. That's a lot easier than being like, he has been yes. murdered or oh, dragged right. no, into true. another Absolutely. dimension. Um, and I will say, it made me think of like, well, they'd be able to test it if he was his blood. But then I wanted to bring up Anand Syed uh, from Serial because uh, I've decided this movie takes place in Baltimore for some reason. Yep. And he was just no um, exonerated. Yes. If anyone listened to the first series season yes. of Serial, which we all did, and what's crazy about that is, I mean, we know that people are put in prison for decades and on very scant or fabricated um, yeah. evidence. Right. The reason that this guy got his, um, you know, charges overturned right. is because of DNA testing, which yeah. means they had DNA. And they said, I read an article that says they had yeah. never tested these items yeah. before. So this guy's been in jail for what, over 20 years, has said the entire time that he was innocent and begged for any sort of evidence. They had evidence. They didn't give a they fuck. They just didn't test it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Our, the cops are the real Cinnabites is what I'm saying. Our justice system is bad. So I guess I'm like, well, why not test it? I'm like, oh, yeah, the police aren't just going to be— I was like, we're supposed to test every blood like, we, we see when someone disappears? That- also, like, they consider that in their statistics a success. Like, they're like, oh, we put someone away for a murder. Like, that's right. part of the numbers that, like, keep them funded. So, like, Absolutely. it behooves them to continue to let those, I don't know, they're just the worst. Yeah, it's fuck cops. ACAB. Um, yep. Um, anyways, I just sort of like, Colin is a horror movie spouse for the ages, 10 out of the 10 on, on the dumb scale. Yeah. If my partner disappears in the middle of the night and there's blood anywhere— Everyone in the world is going to be awake for until they find that person. Like, Correct. I will be just screaming on the street. What are we talking yes. about? But Riley, of course, is like, no, no, he cut, it's his blood. He cut himself on the puzzle box, which for, I, for some reason, <laughs> opened. And also these people with no skin showed up. And Colin and Nora say, you know, um, what box? But Nora, uh, Riley's like, I don't know. I took pills and I was hallucinating. And, and then Matt was gone. And I don't know what was going on, you know? She doesn't have... We say it again. Puzzle box. She doesn't she does, have She it does anymore. have the puzzle box, but oh. it's just—it's not doing anything. It's just like an okay. inert it's box. It's just like a thing. It's like okay, right? They're like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what would? How would that have done anything? It's just a puzzle, you know. And she's like, I, right. I don't know, you know. And but of course, Colin is screaming at Riley, like, I, he, you know, he wouldn't just leave. I told you, like, you shouldn't have left. This is your basically this is your fault, which is not fair. Right. If this is, um, you know, Pinhead's fault. Um, so Riley is sort Pinhead's of, fault. Um, Riley speeds over to Trevor's, Trevor's house and sobbing, and he tries to ask her, like, so what happened, you know, and, you know, what's going on? But, of course, she just grabs him and, and like the best of us, sublimates her trauma into sex. So they mm-hmm. immediately start having yeah. sex. Unfortunately, during the middle of it, Riley sort of looks over and sees one of the Cinnabites, specifically the chatterer, standing over them in bed. 
Good. You hate to see it. You really do. She screams, but of course, like by the time Trevor looks over, there's no eyeless, faceless, toothless, tooth forward flayed person in front of them. So he's like, what's going on? Um, And Trevor tries to calm calm Riley down and they examine the puzzle box because he's like, she's trying to tell him like, this is somehow involved, you know? Yeah. It moved. It closed itself. There's a blade. And Trevor's like, well, then we can't fuck with this. Like whatever's going on, like I believe you. And as a result, we got to get rid of it or something. And Riley says, no, we have to find out who owns the shipping container or at least who owns the building. We have to figure out who this That's is being shipped smart. to. Riley's yes. very smart. I really, you know, I, I she really does try her best in this movie. I'd be like, I don't know. Should we burn it? Like, <laughs> Also, Riley is played by, and I should have mentioned this earlier, Riley is played by uh, Odessa um, Azion, who is um, Patricia, oh my God, what's her name? Um, Pamela a- Adlon's daughter. Oh, wow. She's very good in this. I thought she was great. Love Pamela Adlon. Um, and um, also, like, the fact she has a daughter old enough to be the lead she, in a film. I'm like, yeah, oh. that's wild. Passage of time. Passage of time. So um, they are able to do the research. You don't get to see them go to the library, but I assume they went to the public library and, and, and researched um, the deed to the building, I guess. Um, and they're able to trace it back to Serena Meneker, who we met earlier, Serena being Ronald uh, Roland Voigt's lawyer slash right-hand woman. Oh, the rich lady. Yes. Yes. So they visit Sarita in her nursing home, which I'm like, I don't think you could just show up in a nursing home. Well, I think maybe we're to think she lived fast, died, died not old. Uh, Because, yeah, she's she's older, but, yeah, she's definitely, um, she pushed it to the limit is what I think we're supposed to think. Um, And, but Serena, I was like, how they just showed up. And Serena's like, hey, I'm fucking dying. So what is a good time for a visit? Come on, let's talk, you know. Yeah, she's probably bored. And they ask her about the shipment and the um, shipping container, and she says, like in all good horror movies, she warns them against meddling. And it's like, you're like, we got bad news. We already meddled. We're, we're up to our we're pretty ears in med. Yeah. And she says, Roland Voigt was monstrous and sadistic, and my last business was closing out his estate because he has been gone for six years. He disappears, disappeared. And she warns them, this business you speak of, it ended Roland's life. And it'll end yours, too. And finally, Riley takes the puzzle box and just slams it on the table. And and Serena's like, wait, this isn't, like, because it's not a box shape anymore. She's like, this isn't the first configuration. Who touched it? Riley's like, well, my fucking brother did, and now he's missing. And Serena said, so you've seen them. Um, Roland used to see them, too, and called them angels. But you'd you'd think a devil would know a devil, which, of course, harkens back to the original. Um, Angels to some, devils to others. And you got to be a real particular kind of person to think of their angels, I think. Um, And Serena's, she has oxygen, and she's sort of like hacking, and Riley sends Trevor to get water. And Serena says, I'm going to take this puzzle box and for your own good. But Riley is, of course, like, how the fuck else am I going to figure out what happened to my brother? What am I going to do? Right, like, this is the one. Yeah, you're not going to take it from me. And also, if you worked for this guy, why the fuck would I trust you to take this, you know? Right. So she, they both grab for the, grab for the box and they're tussled. The blade shoots out, stabbing through the hand of Serena. And Trevor comes back with the water and he and Riley just fucking book it out of the nursing home, right? Um, but it's not, no, Riley does grab the box beforehand. So Riley grabs okay, the so box they after, it. yes, they have it again. And she throws it in the backseat under her coat and we could hear it whirring and sort of gaining a new configuration. So it's entering another configuration, presumably because as we're about to see, Somebody's gonna show up to say hi to Serena. So they oh, take that's nice. So we see Visitors. 
So Serena gets like um, bandaged up and wheeled into her room. And she's next to her sleeping, wheezing roommate. And all of a sudden, of course, we see the wall open and the stone hallway, like from the original Hellraiser, is revealed. And then a wheezing Cinnabite um, called the Gasp, according to Wikipedia, emerges and sort of has like brass tubing emerging from its lungs and maybe like connected to its head. But it's like wheezing and gasping. (sighs) And unfortunately, Serena, who's in a wheelchair, says, fuck this and tries to make a run for it. But then it turns and sees a rotating column of, of pain, like a wooden column covered in hooks and sort of sails made of human skin. Cool. Yeah. And uh, she's suddenly cornered by the, the gasp. And another Cinnabite, who we saw earlier, who I realize now uh, that is named the, the Weeper, because, she, of course, she cries blood. So we saw her at the playground earlier. And um, Serena bugs, begs them for mercy and be like, I'm so sorry for what I've done. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. The Weeper pulls one of the pearl tip pins out of the gasp's eye. And, oh, and places it in Serena's mouth. Nice. And the Weeper leans down and whispers, iconically, every line that I say I lo- is so good. She leans down and she whispers, save your breath for screaming. Cut to, we're back at Trevor's. Riley's trying to do research on Roland Voigt, who disappeared after, basically like after his groundskeeper disappeared, after his sex worker, which we saw Joey disappeared. After a number of people disappeared, Roland Voigt also disappeared. Trevor arrives home from delivering paintings, presumably. I mean, sure, that's a job. And tells her, I just saw on the news, Serena has also disappeared. So the person we just spoke to is fucking gone, girl. Gone. So he's like, we got to get rid of the puzzle box. And Riley's like, no, no, we don't have to get rid of the puzzle box. We have to go to Roland Voigt's estate. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so finally Colin calls and is like, hey, um, I'm going to come pick you up. I'm just like, we should be together while we like talk about your brother, like his disappearance, you know? Mm-hmm. And in a moment of distraction, Trevor grabs the puzzle box and tries to run out with it to get rid of it. But Riley chases him down and is like, I thought you believed me. And Trevor's like, that's the thing. I do. So we have to get rid of this. I do yes, believe yes. you. This, is a bit, this isn't just like a Rubik's Cube that we were like, oh, we got it at a thrift store. Like, this is obviously a cursed object that is yeah. causing pain and disappearance. And, like, it being in our lives is clearly bad, not good. But, you know— um, Riley sort of placates him, and then in a moment where Trevor is sort of like assumes they're on a good foot again, Riley grabs the puzzle box and then drives to voice estate alone. So she gets to his mansion, and it's interesting because like she had Googled it and like it just looks like a regular mansion, only to find this very ornate cage, which looks like the puzzle box over the building. And it's all sort of okay. different, like geometric patterns, like the puzzle box. And she's able to get through a basement window. And I did I did write when she like breaks the basement window again. And I'm like, what's the plan here? What do we think is gonna be in here? Or right. we think we could deal with it? Or what's right. how's it gonna tell you where your brother is? Like, well, yeah. I guess we just are like, I have to look for anything, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like any any thread. Yeah. No matter how terrifying and confusing it is. So she gets in, she gets to, like, the great room with, like, the the artifacts where the we first saw the lament configuration. And she has to use the fuse box to turn the lights on. And I was like, if I had to use the fuse box, kill no. me now, Pinhead. I mean, Take me from this cursed earth before you make me figure out a fuse box. I blow a fuse. I've done it once in my apartment over the summer, having, like, too many things running at once. And I was like, should I just call my super to come do this? Because, like, I have no idea how to fix this. And then, like, I kind of figured it out, but it was, like— 
Yeah. It's like another language. And um, it's a language, fortunately, Riley speaks. But okay. when she turns on the fuse box, which are the lights, the metal cage over the house sort of starts shifting. And it's shifting and moving like, for example, the lament configuration puzzle box does. So we don't exactly know why, but we could definitely tell it's there with intention yes. and it's there for a purpose. And Roland must have built it around the house. Mm-hmm. So she starts, she's like, I'm going to go through his office. So she's going through his office, and he, fi- she finds a sketch, a sketch of Pinhead, which I thought was fun. Like, I'll draw it. I'll, then I'll know what it looked like. And then, fortunately, a detailed journal of Roland Voigt's descent into sexual madness. And in one passage, he writes, they reveal themselves to me again, ushering me forward, as eager as I am to see it completed. This is where Riley learns the term Cinnabite. Okay. And we see that Roland has mapped out all the different configurations. So basically, what we are learning is, um, the box can assume different configurations. And in order to um, get to the last one, which I'll explain what that is, you have to, I believe you have to have six, uh, I guess five people, six people die total, right? Okay. Six people have to be killed by the box itself, by the blade. So this is like new mythology that like I think works, but also is like, oh great, I got, I got to write all this down, you know? Yeah, more rules. So the first one, which is like the regular square, the lament configuration, which is life, lore, which is knowledge, Lauderon, which is love, liminal, which is sensation, and then Lazarus, which is resurrection, and finally Leviathan, which is power. And that's the pointy diamond shape we saw at the beginning. Okay. And we see a drawing of a man, presumably Voight, standing under the Leviathan configuration, which is like the diamond on its end, mm-hmm. with the caption, audience with God. I love that shit. I love like horror where it's like so insane deranged, where it's like, yeah. I'm going to kill all these people to get an audience with God. And then somehow I think that's going to go okay for me. Yeah. Like, that's I love ideal. that. Yeah. yeah that's like, crazy. Th- that somehow I won't end up with my skin inside out by doing this shit. <laughs> I love, I love a villain. I love someone who misunderstands, yes. like, what reality yes. is. Just then, Riley hears her brother Matt call for her, and she runs into a room, the room with the orgy before. Obviously. And he's standing in front of a mirror, and she hugs him and says, is it really you? And, of course, in, like, a Cinnabite voice, he says— do you want it to be bringing me back? Of course, Allison, when she looks into the mirror, she's still hugging him. She's not hugging Matt. She's been a flayed version of Matt with no skin, with all his no. blood and stuff hanging out. No. And she screams. Is he wet? She, he's wet. He's wet. Yeah. She screams. She turns to run and slams into Colin, who, thank God, Colin is a great ex, now ex-boyfriend, former boyfriend of her, her brother, presumably, um, and he has brought Trevor and Nora. And they're like, we're very concerned about you. Trevor called us and we're like, she took off without me. She's at this estate. I don't know what she's planning to do. So let's talk about what's going on. You know, just sort of like, let's calm right. down. Like, I know you're off the wagon. So like, what can we, what can I do to provide help for you? You know? Um, and so Colin sort of takes Riley into another room and Trevor and Nora sort of just kind of like in this mansion noodling around and Trevor takes a bottle of booze into the bathroom to drink while he's going to the bathroom. I mean, and, multitask. And then Nora has sort of like this, um, finds these switches these, the, uh, to sort of like these different controls in the room. Like you could turn on piano music, you could do all sorts of stuff. Meanwhile, Riley shows Colin the six configurations in the, in the journal. And she says, like, the final one, I've reasoned, gives you an audience of God, which is what Voice must have been looking for. And that's what he got the night that Joey died. Because if you remember, we saw that configuration in his hands. Yes. And on the, on its end, and based on this journal, she thinks whoever makes it to the final configuration gets to pick their heart's desire from the sixth configuration. And her thing is, one of the configurations is resurrection. 
And so based on her research, suggesting to make a sacrifice to get to that configuration. And her thing is like, well, what if this brings Matt back to life? Colin, meanwhile, is like, oh, no, <laughs> you've lost your mind. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I see where we're deranged. at and it's not good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. whatever this is. Um, meanwhile, like Nora's like waiting at the bar while they're talking and Trevor's in the bathroom. She inadvertently pressed the button that opens a secret door in the wall, a secret passageway. Good. At which good. every perverted millionaire, you have to have, if you're building a mansion, what do you, what's good without a secret yeah, passageway? you gotta have some of that stuff. And she sort of walks into the secret hallway and the door closes behind her, of course, and she gets trapped inside. Trevor hears her and rushes over to the panel to reopen it, but there's like a million switches. So she, she, he cannot release her automatically. Riley is insisting to Colin, this is what we have to do. And she goes to get her the box out of her bag. And Allison, the lament configuration box, is gone. It has disappeared. Not great. And unfortunately, in the darkness of the hallway, we see a man who has some sort of metal brace or metal like contraption in his chest, who we can mm-hmm. go ahead and assume is Roland Voigt. He has snatched the lament configuration and is now going to try to use it to his own ends. Right. Um, is he alive or? He's alive, but he's skin? not too happy about it. Because if mm. you could believe this, it is the monkey's paw. It is the Cenobites' fabulous uh, manicure. If you make a wish from these guys, it's never going to be very straightforward. Yeah. So we'll find out what wish he made and we'll find out what that meant. But let's okay. just say there's nothing you could ask for them, for of them, that will not be in some way perverted or insane. So yes. I think that's something to consider. That's, yes, valid. Um, suddenly, Nora is stabbed from behind in the hallway and is sort of pursued down the hallway by a male figure. We, of course, know that it's Roland Voigt. And she's able to get out of a doorway and into Colin's arms. Unfortunately, when he grabs her, the lament, the lament configuration has been stabbed into her back with the blade. So now Nora has been stabbed with the blade. Her okay. blood is on the puzzle box. She has been marked to die. She's been chosen to die. Um, Riley's screaming, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, as if the Cinebites can't, like, get a car and follow you, but, you know. Yeah, I don't feel like you can be like, let's just, let's peace out, and then, like, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Especially at this point in the movie, it's like, girl, you don't know anything about these people. They sh- showed up at the playground in the middle of the night. They knew we were there. But they are trying to, they're trying to haul Nora, who is also now woozy, which is a hallmark of, like, the Cinebites who are about to show up, while Riley grabs the box. Um... And they peel out as Nora tells them, I hear bells. And they're like, well, that's not great. No, it's not. And they have her sort of in the back of this van. It's um, uh, Trevor's painting delivery van. And so we have her in the back here. And everyone, the other three are screaming while Nora's just trying, like, struggling to, like, stay conscious. Unfortunately, Allison, as she watches, the road begins to sort of, like, disintegrate. Like, it sort of drops down like there's, like, a um, a platform being lowered Mm -hmm. into a blue sinkhole. Good, good. And um, the car is forced to like swerve around it, and Nora instead is watching the back door. She's her watching the back door, and the back door of the van pulls away, revealing what else—a stone hallway. And she mm-hmm. turned back to sort of say something to Riley and the guys, and the front of the van is also being pulled away into the distance. So okay. now she's in the long stone, stone hallway alone, even though she is still, in fact, in the van. Um, okay. The Cenobites like, corporeally, appear. she's in the van. Yes, yeah. Okay. And, but in and another dimension, she's in a spiritually, hallway? Spiritually, okay. she must be in the pin, in the Hellraiser dimension. So the Cenobites appear, and finally Pinhead arrives and sort of um, gestures at Nora, and and the hooks, the chains with hooks shoot into Nora's body mm-hmm. and lift Nora screaming into the air. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Nora starts, Nora starts saying the Lord's Prayer, and Pinhead asks, What is it you pray for? And then Pinhead has this absolutely fucking sickening monologue where she's like, what would that feel like? One note forever in heaven? There's no music in that. And Pinhead takes a pin out of her skull, which again has a pearl tip because she is a lady, mm -hmm. and slowly drives it through Nora's vocal cords so you can see them like flex as she screams. Yeah. And Pinhead tells her, there is so much more that a body can be made to feel and you'll feel it all before we're through. And honestly, nut. I mean, like, this is why these movies are great. It's like, yes, great. That's why I'm here for a horror movie. Well, yes. let's see it. I, I want to see it on screen. Uh, unfortunately, that's just the, only the beginning because the chatterer reaches up and is sort of like gnawing its teeth in Nora's face as she screamed and then just tears Nora down from her hooks. And just then, as she's being torn down from the hooks, Riley looks in the rearview mirror and sees Pinhead and sort of, they will, she whips around and then Nora's body hits the floor of the van with its back torn off. So sort of she's been like ripped from the other dimension back into ours and her back where the hooks are been, has gone. been torn open. Yeah, cool. Trevor, reasonably enough, freaking out, veers off yes. the road and crashes yes. the van. If, if It would be insane if he just like kept driving as normal. Exactly. It, I mean, it, it, who are we? You know what I mean? Who are we to say? Who are we to judge? And I absolutely, I would have flipped that van over. Oh, yeah. I would have flipped it 360 the entire time I was driving if that kind of thing happened. Okay, so they crash the van. They all get out, and Trevor and Colin are arguing about what to do. Nora is dead. Like, Nora dead. They know this. Yeah, There's nothing. Like, they can't take her, you know. It's not like, oh, we get her help. Her back is gone. Yeah. There's yeah. no back there. No. It's simply front. But it's Trevor front. and Colin are, Colin are arguing about what to do. Riley grabs the box and runs into the woods to sort of, like, get rid of it, try to chuck it away. But, of course, Pinhead stops her and tells her, accept the pain you have wrought. Greater delights await. We wish to see you proceed. Ostensibly, they want her to get to the final configuration, the Leviathan yeah. configuration. They're enjoying this process. Of course. This is, like, their whole thing. And Riley is first like, who are you? And we get another incredible monologue, you know, explorers in the farther reaches of experience, of sensation's rim. Our gifts are boundless. Our God awaits. Two more and he is yours. Feed it their pain, their blood. And Riley realizes Pinhead wants her to kill Colin and Trevor to sort of unlock this Leviathan configuration. And Riley refuses. She's like, I have done enough. And Pinhead yeah. says, and this is the fucking t-shirt. I want t-shirt says, Pinhead says, enough is a myth. And then the blade shoots out of the box, Allison, wow. and stabs through Riley's hand. And Pinhead says, your blood is in our hands, so choose another or you will be chosen. Allison, who will survive? Uh, I'm going to read it as I wrote it because I realized I wrote it wrong. Allison, who will survive this hand? Who will survive? All right, so it's Riley, mm -hmm. Colin. Yep. Trevor. Trevor. I guess technically Roland Voigt, but he's not in a good place to begin yeah, with. Yeah, Roland's done. I think, like, that that wraps up at some point. I don't know what you think. Like, I, I guess, like, Pinhead and the Cenobites aren't kind of in play because they're not alive or they're dead. They're not alive in any sense that we could fathom. So no. it's like, I, so if it's they could the be killable, that, that's, that's obscure to us. We can't know that. Yes. So just the three? Yeah. I think that Riley will survive to the end and the... Uh, or, um, maybe Riley and Trevor and Colin dies. 
Okay, great. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. So, um, yeah, after this interaction, Colin and Trevor find Riley near the road sobbing and walk with her. They get about 10 steps, and they the chatterer rises up from the sinkhole in the ground and oh fucking just chases like, them. Here. He's like, never forget. If you hear a chattering sound, that's me, baby. And I'm not cold. Mm-mm. Maybe he is. <laughs> I guess he would because he doesn't have any skin. But Yeah, freezing, I would imagine. So he chases them to the gate, and he manages to trap Riley and Trevor sort of behind the gate. Like— and he's trying to get at Riley, so he's like, th- like trying to force his face between the bars. For, uh, Colin fell, so you assume Colin's going to be gobbled up by the chatterer, but that's he's not interested because Riley is the one who had her hand stabbed. So now so he's out for Riley. To, so it's like we're after you unless you give us someone else, yes. like actively give us someone else. Exactly, she has to choose. And Riley, at this point, we've seen her be ethical. You know, I mean, she's an addict, but she's doing her best. Like, what, she is a dirtbag boyfriend. These things happen to all the best of us, you know? Absolutely. So, you know, and she's trying to do right by her brother. So, you know, understandably. But that doesn't mean that Chatterer can't fucking terrorize them. So he, Chatterer sinks his teeth into Trevor's arm. And then in a moment of, like, very smart decision-making, Riley takes the puzzle box and its blade. And for a second, of course, you think she's going to stab it into Trevor. In fact, she stabs it into the Chatterer itself. And we see Pinhead in the darkness raise her two little fingers and hooked chains shoot out of the ether into the chatterer and then tear it to smithereens. And I was like, is that just a regular Tuesday for this guy? Like, does it actually right. hurt? Does this does just happen every him? couple yeah. days? Like, right. Is that like happy hour? I, like, yeah. That, that's the kind of thing like that where I'm like, it is scary, but I'm also like, but what does that guy care? He's got he's the chatterer. He's got no right. fucking How face. is that worse than what everything else for him has right. been? <laughs> is, yeah. Isn't that everything? Isn't Maybe it's better. This? Is it yeah. over now for him? Like, that seems better <laughs> than a life of just being over, like, a teeth forward skinless thing. Like, 
But also, maybe he was really that. I mean, these are the questions like we that. simply I don't know. can't. A lot, hey, yeah, no can't. judgment if you're into that kind of thing. And I, I, I don't inside know. Inside the mind of a mostly teeth, no skin. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Colin helps Riley carry Trevor, who, because of this huge bite mark on his arm, is bleeding everywhere. And they go to the only place they can, back to the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would too. And so they get inside, and we see, again, Riley flips the lights back on, and the cage rotates. So we're always aware of the cage on the outside of the building. Mm -hmm. Colin's like, Trevor needs medical attention real bad. He's bleeding profusely. And... um, Riley says, well, I do have some painkillers and takes out her pills, which is, of course, Co- Colin's confirmation. They're like, all right, so you are You're using back again. Yeah. And she's like, you know, how about you take the rest of them for safekeeping so then I don't have them? Like, trying to be thoughtful. And also, like, take the pills at this point. I would be so pilled out. I'd be out of my mind. I, would be, I would be fucking riding an ATV, <laughs> blind, blind drunk, backwards in the middle of the night. I mean, like, there's, yeah, like I'd that be, point, would it? Yeah, I'd be like catatonic on <laughs> opioids because I'd be like, I don't know, I'm checking out. Yeah, but you know, hey, again, Riley is made of stronger stuff than us, I guess. You definitely do not want us in this situation. Riley is making no. decisions. Like, Colin's yeah. working. Like, they're all working together. And it would just be us be like, ah, oh, how no. I would just, like, sit down. <laughs> I'd just be running through the woods. As if that would stop the Cinnabites. They could find you in the woods. Yeah, they could go find you. They got all kinds of skills. God, I hate them. No, but no I, skin, I, I, I don't. I do skills. love them. I do want them to be my friends. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, what they realize is, oh, the cage function, the Cinnabites cannot come in the house. And Riley's like, it must be because of the cage. Like, Roland must have built this and understood it somehow to, like, control whether or not they can come in or out, right? And Roland is still in the house. Roland is fucking in the house, lurking around in the hallway. Don't worry, he's he's going to show up in a minute here. Okay, cool. And it ain't good. I'll tell you. No, I I wouldn't imagine it's going to be, like, a pleasant, like, oh, can I make you some tea? Like, Yeah, he's up to some real silly stuff here. Um, But Riley tells Colin, again, because she's a good person, she's like, I want you to take Trevor and I want you two to leave because she still has her car there. She's like, take my car and leave because they want my blood. So I would rather you guys get saved and then fuck them. They have to figure something out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Colin's like, I'm not abandoning you. Also, what? Because he still is like, like, he does not have the background yet. Like, he's just like still catching up, you know? Riley and Colin go to another room to discuss the situation, and they leave Trevor alone in the study. And Trevor wakes up to find Roland Voigt grabbing him by the throat, waking oh. him up. And Welcome. we see that Roland's chest has been integrated in sort of a rotating golden column, like a spinal cord in the front, but looks like a Rube Goldberg machine. Okay. It's attached to all these ropes, so it's sort of like a little bit like a harp, and it's sort of a little bit like a loom. But it's made of gold okay. and metal, and it's mechanical. And you hear it whirring the entire time. And in the back, it's like a big thing that looks like, almost like a wind-up, like a, uh-huh. you know like what I'm talking jack- about? Like, like a do Yeah, like, but it's like, it's shaped like Utah. Like, it's like something where it's like you rotate it. So it's like a mechanism that is now integrated. like Utah? Yeah, you know what, like, it's like square on the top. And then, oh, wait, what's the one? Oh, is it Nevada? Where it's like pointy on the bottom? It like a diagonal in it. Is Nevada Boy, do we know a lot about states and shapes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nevada. Let's see. Yeah, so it's shaped like Nevada. That's exactly okay. what, I meant, what I meant to say. That's that's the one. And so the the, the mechanism has mm-hmm. been integrated into his torso, right? Okay. And, um, you know. Does he have skin? He has skin. He, okay. he looks worse for wear. He looks like he's been pretty tired the last couple, six years. 
but he is still, I don't know, alive in a certain sense, but but uh, filled up with this mechanical device, you know? Okay. And Trevor says, look, Roland, I know things didn't go the way we wanted them to. And Roland says back to Trevor, all you had to do was feed the box. Allison, Trevor is working for Roland and has been this entire time. Turns out that Trevor dated Riley just— I wasn't too far off. No, you weren't at all. Somebody um, being Pinhead's stepson. Oh, yeah, no, you were far off. No, no, that was still wrong. Sorry, I want to be clear. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, you're still no, totally very wrong. wrong. Very, very, very But there wrong. was another connection. There was something else going on. You're, you were absolutely right to pick up on that for sure. Um, but, yeah, so Trevor basically just, like, picked up Riley at, like, a 12-step group— like, essentially, he's been doing all this time Ugh. to lure her and just assume that she'd be killed. But because she, the blade missed her the first time, she sort of became a part of this in a way that they weren't intending. Interesting. However, he's like, look, she fed it, and now she's here, and we could figure this out. Like, whatever. Voight is busy screaming as, like, the golden mechanism in his chest, like, turns and, like, pulls these, these wires and cables. Um... As Colin watches, Riley opens the puzzle box once again, and the blade shoots out. Because Riley's plan is, if stabbing the Chatterer with a blade caused it to be ripped apart, then the same must be true if I stab the other Cinnabites. I was like, that is very brave. So now she's like, I'm going to start, I'm going to find a way to stab another Cinnabite. Because I believe she only had, there's only one more death until the And then she would be at the final, okay. Yeah. So she's like, I'm just going to stab the Cinnabites. We'll just have to figure out, you know, how to do that. And they walk in on Trevor just as Roland sort of retreats into the wall. And Riley lays out her plan, which is to lure one of the Cenobites to into the house and kill it. And she loves Trevor and, like, is, like, kisses him. And it's, like, unlike him, like, she really does care, even though he's the one who said, I love you. Like, she does care about him. And she tells him, could you open the cage around the house? And he flips the sketch, and the cage shifts in such a way that the doors open and they can see that the Cinnabites are kind of waiting outside, like kind of waiting for this kind moment. Hanging out like it's a bus stop. <laughs> Pretty much. Checking their, <laughs> checking their little um, Apple Watches. And um, so Riley walks out and she calls to Pinhead, take me. And just like, take me like you took them. And we see the Weepers there, the Gasper or whatever. Yeah. And, and the Weeper says, take them. We set them free. And the Gasp says, release yourself. And it's like, again, guys, you are not making the pitch you think you are. Like, it's just not coming across. Um, but, so there's those three, and there's also a fourth one, who I believe is called the Asphyx, because his face is completely featureless, and it keeps, and oh, it's like God. covered, and it keeps like gasping. Mm, mm-hmm, like, I guess mm-hmm. autoerotic asphyxiation is where we're going with this. But, right. um, you know, they lure them inside, and they end up trapping them inside with the Asphyx. And so there's sort of like a bit of mayhem and Colin gets stuck in like this ante room and trapped in this like little room himself. And the Asphyx chases Riley into the great room with the pedestals. And then finally another sliding door sort of catches it right as it's trying to pass. And I'll tell you, I do not need to see the Cenobites running. It's not cool. The whole thing is they're very chill and cool. They do not run. Yeah, their whole thing is just like lurking. Yeah. I was like, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch anyone run unless you're like in the Olympics or something. But yes. Yes. Clearly, this guy was not running a lot, is what I'm saying. However, basically, he got caught in the doors chasing Riley. So now Riley's essentially stuck in a room with this slavering, screaming, like, Cinnabite trapped in the metal doors so she can't escape. Because if they open the metal doors, the asphyx will just kill her. 
Because she's, right. you know, they're stuck in the same room. Right, right, right. So, unfortunately, also in the melee, Riley has dropped the lament configuration and with its protruding blade, and it fell to the ground. And they make a decision. Trevor flips a switch that releases Colin, and he runs through the puzzle box, and he's going to stab it into the asphyx. Unfortunately, Allison, before he can, he is grabbed from behind by Roland Voigt, Ro- Roland Voigt and oh, stabbed in the torso, falling to the ground. However, he does not die. And it's important to note that because it doesn't count in the body count. He's just stabbed. Oh, okay. But he doesn't die. So I don't know the rules, and the rules become, at this point, even more obscure to me. But of Colin course. is alive, and Colin is not implicated in the body count whatsoever. Okay. And Trevor screams in Voight, like, you didn't have to do that. The blade would have taken the Cinnabite, which is true. But also, Trevor, this is all your fucking fault. Like, you yeah. can't be like, oh, my God, you killed that one guy. Bitch, look where you are. What is, what is happening? Like, you, okay. Also, you got bit by the chatterer and took it like nothing. Like, it's like, what was yeah. your life where you're like, this is normal. This is how people make money. This is fine. Yeah. But Voight, he's like, it doesn't matter. And he puts the box back on its pedestal. And Riley says, holy shit, that's Roland Voigt, which is funny because we, we've known that for a half an hour. And Roland says, yes, in the flesh, such as it is. And he, of course, tells Riley Trevor was working from all along. They were never in love. Like, the, their relationship was a sham. And in case we didn't get what was going on, Roland gives us sort of a villain monologue Great. to wrap things I up. Thank God. That. I know. Heaven. He explains that he actually achieved the Leviathan configuration and the Cinnabites came to him. So we saw that when Joey died, the Cinnabites showed up, the Leviathan okay. showed up, right? Okay, so was Joey kind of like the last death yes. that he needed? Okay. Exactly. So he chose the liminal, which means sensation. And um, the golden mechanism that is in his torso spiraled down from heaven. Unfortunately, Allison, he says like where it's like, you are the dumbest motherfucker in the world. I could have told you this. He goes, I chose sensation. But the Cinnabites... Their tastes were not what I imagined. You had to kill six people, brutally, horribly, to, uh, letting some uh, S&M aliens take them. And you thought for one second that if you pick Sensation, it wasn't going to be horrific pain the rest of you. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I. that's just, yeah, that's just illogical. And like, I, it's a little on him. It is absolutely on him at this point. And so we see the mechanism when he got it. It basically like, floated down and then it stabbed through his body. So we have sort of the back part and the front part. And then so it kind of just plays on his nerves all the time. So it's like a metal harp that plays his nerve ending. So he does experience constant sensation, but it's all excruciating, right? Why won't he just kill himself? I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can, if he can, if he can die. I Again, never take this. It's like monkey the monkey's paw. Never do it. Yeah. No, just don't um, do it. But he, tell, he tells Riley, whatever they offer you, it's a trick, all of it. So if you try to ask something of them, know that they will trick you too. It's like, no shit, bitch. Like, yeah, look course. at you. Look at all of this. Like, what made you think it wouldn't be that? Yeah. But however, finally, the box changed again to the diamond leviathan shape, and he instructs Trevor to open the cage and let the Cinnabites in. And Trevor does. And so Colin tries to run, but essentially gets he has to run into the basement mm-hmm. and he runs into a new Cinnabite called the Mask, which is just like his, it's just a, there's no skull. It's just the skin of the face. Oh. And okay. he's like screams Wait, at Trevor. What? No. It does I don't even, You know what? Don't even want you to explain it. <laughs> um, yeah, I said, it's face is just a skin with no skull stretched over a rack like you do. 
Mm. Um, meanwhile, Voight is screaming, I demand an audience, you know, up to the heaven, trying to meet with the Leviathan again. Yeah. And outside, Pinhead watches as the sky fills with, like, blue lightning, and it's in the same shape, a gigantic diamond of the same shape lowers over the house in the clouds. Okay. There, God has arrived. Leviathan has arrived. Okay. The cage around the um, building opens, and Pinhead sort of walks inside, and the other Cinnabites, Cinnabites, the other Cinnabons are also the in the house somewhere. And uh, there's so much cage work at this point, so I'm going to try Lots to like cage work. explain this as simply as I can. But however, Roland is able to trap Pinhead in the anteroom and trap the Weeper sort of like across the room from Colin. So he's trapping the Cinnabites, and he says to Pinhead, tell your God I have its disciples and its priests. What do you think I built a fortress against you? I built a cage for you, and I'm not letting you out until you take this thing out of me. So he thinks, he's so fucking delusional, he thinks he's going to, like, blackmail God? the God of hell because it has his disciples and priests, which, by the way, first of all, I'm sure it has plenty of other Cinnabites up there. Second of all— Yeah, he's not the only—that's not the only game in town. Also, we think that this this entity that has created this situation or is at least in charge of it gives a fuck about these people. Like, oh, no, I, I need my priest back. No, I'll yeah. just make some other weird priest by kidnapping someone, I'll, you know? Right. And Pinhead says, wow, this is remarkable. All of this just for us. Which I thought was fun. That's fun. Um, meanwhile, the Riley's still stuck in the room. So, but the, with the asphyx sort of caught in between the male doors. So she has to crawl under the Cinnabite to escape. And she runs over and grabs the lament configuration off of the pedestal. And then runs to the control panel. And Voight yells, what are you doing? And Riley says, isn't it obvious? And she throws the cage open. Releasing all the Cinnabites to do what they please. Everyone can go in and out. Unfortunately, we hear, <laughs> bless you, we hear Colin scream downstairs, and she and Trevor run to help him. And he is now um, cu- uh, wrapped in razor wire, and he's about to be drawn and quartered. And Oof. she tells the Weeper, the blood is on my hand. It's You told me it was me or I choose another, and I don't. I didn't choose anyone. And so, of course, the Weeper says, well, let's choose, baby. Make a choice. And Riley turns to Trevor. Trevor's like, no, no, no. I do love you. And he lunges for the configuration. And as they struggle, he impales himself on the blade. And unfortunately, that's pretty much all the go-ahead the Weeper needs as sort of Razor Wire starts to wrap itself around Trevor and drag him up to hell, of course. Meanwhile, upstairs, Roland begs Pinhead to take the device out of its body, but Pinhead just says, gifts cannot be ungiven, only exchange. Which is the policy at Dillard's, where Pinhead has a part-time job. Of course. But Pinhead is not an unreasonable woman. She says, maybe we were wrong. I see now that you were never seeking sensation, but power. Let us give you power then. And we see the device sort of fall piece by piece out of his body. And then Void's body reforms. And, of course, he's, like, ecstatic. You know, he's like, oh, my God, it's incredible. But the Cinnabites are pretty tricky. And Pinhead tells him, our power lies in dominance, in the sovereignty of anguish. And now it will be Yours to wield. Allison, a huge fucking gigantic chain, shoots through the skylight and just sort of like put, picks up Roland Voigt on a hook and he's going up into the sky. See ya. And Pinhead says, we have such sights to show you. Meanwhile, you know, we're still all this melee down in the basement with the other Cinnabites. Um, and uh, we see like, she pulls a blade out of Trevor, only for the razor wire to sort of just, like, drag him into a pit to hell. 
and she helps Colin up the stairs, limping. And he's like, "We just just get out of here. You can't carry me. We have to. I, you need to escape. You have to go. Just leave me here." But Riley is a woman of integrity, and she's on a mission. And she goes into the great room where now Pinhead and all the gang are hanging out. And they ask her, "What would you ask us? What would you like to ask of us?" Because technically, that was her turn. So, like, she gets to ask them for something. So she gets to pick from the six options. And, of course, we know Matt appears to her then. But we, it's not the real Matt. It can't possibly be. No. And Riley says, turns back and says, I refuse all of them. And Pinhead says, so you've chosen a life of regret, bitter and brief. You've chosen a lament configuration. So that, it's like she, by doing that, that is what that is. Like, she has chosen lament. And okay. she looks down, and the box is once again a box. The Cenobites are gone. The place is a fucking mess, but they're allowed to leave. And she helps Colin to the car, and, and she gets in the driver's seat, and she looks back at the house. And he tells her, that was the right choice. Right? And Riley looks grimly into the middle distance. Guys, the other choice would have been <laughs> flying up to heaven and having become a Cenobite, mm-hmm. having some sort of, like, insane musical gun jam through your torso. Like, Right. Yes, it was the right choice because you're not being tortured forever yeah. on earth or in heaven. Like, right. yeah, you made the right choice. Like, yes, okay, yeah, you. Uh, we feel bad that your brother, I guess, is up there, but it does mean you have to be up there too. You know what I mean? Right. And in the end, finally, we get to see what happens to Roland Voigt, which is he is taken up into the Hellraiser dimension where he is real r- ritualistically flayed. And sort of you see his skin pulled apart and mm-hmm. then finally his... His mouth is cut on either side and sort of pulled back in a, Gla- a Glasgow grin while he's looking up at this, like, angelic white, like, expanse. And that's the end. And the thing I wanted to bring up was something that Allison's friend brought up that I oh, thought our was— friend, like, our good friend Daniel, friend of the pod, brilliant pastry chef, lover of all things horror. Daniel Skernick— um, Daniel, we just want to read something that he sent us. And Daniel, thank you so much. And uh, we just want to credit you. He says this, Pinhead is the leader of the Cenobites. In the new movie, Pinhead is female. The new movie is put up by Hulu. Hulu is a Disney property. So is Pinhead a Disney princess? And I think we have to say that absolutely, absolutely Pinhead is a Disney absolutely. princess. Pinhead thank you, Daniel, is, for this observation. Thank you, Daniel. Pinhead is a Disney princess. Um, so, Allison, what are some fatal mistakes you think some people may have made in the new Hellraiser movie? I mean, Riley, don't just start dating a total stranger who picks you up at, um, in a recovery group or something like that. Just Easier said than done, Allison. I know that that Listen. is absolutely not a place to start placing blame, but, like, boy, if you hadn't met Trevor, <laughs> oh my all God, I know. avoided. Be nice to your siblings as, as yes. much as you can, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think, like, once things really got going, like, it's not like you can make choices that, like, yes. protect or save you from the Hellraiser dimension and all of the beings within it. So, I mean, I think, like, Riley was— ma- I mean, like, as we said, like, we would be helpless in that, and she seemed to kind of find a way out. That's true, yeah. Um, and I just don't know that I would have. No, I think you're right. Riley really um, stepped it up. You know, she, and yeah. again, in, in, the, in being the final girl, you know, she took on mm-hmm. a impossible situation mm-hmm. and she really made it her own. Now, she did lose everything, but yep. she, we everyone. didn't have that much to begin with. Oh, yeah. yeah. But her brother. But, but Kyle lived, and that's nice. So yeah. we got that going for us. Uh, Roland was a bit, you know, <laughs> greedy. Yes. 
I think it's like you have to pick up on context clues. Yeah. You can't be out here and be like, well, yeah, they made me kill a bunch of people, but like what I'm going to experience is like really good and cool. It's right. Like, why like how, do you think Why that? do you think you aren't going to get the exact same that? treatment that every other person who has been horrifically maimed or murdered has received? Right, yeah. Think about it for two fucking seconds. Why you? Like, I, yeah. that, it's that kind of like just like gross hubris that usually leads people down these paths. Absolutely. Um... And then in terms of spooky scale, Allison, where would you like to put Hellraiser on the spooky scale? I think, like, all of, I love all of the, like, dialogue and phrasing that is just, you know, enough is a myth. Like, all that, like, all that stuff is just, like, it's so scary and perfect. Yeah. Um, There's, I mean, just, like, once skin is uh, being messed with, you know, that's pretty gross. Um, I, I, I'm going to say a seven. This feels like a seven Ooh, to me. okay, seven. You know, I think because it's like a property that already exists, um, and I think like, it, I love it, but there's a lot of time where the Cenobites aren't there, and it, you're just kind of waiting for them to show up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a, f- I, you know, I'll give it a six. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Because I do think my um, tolerance for flayed skin is probably higher than most. I would agree. So I would say if you're someone like on the fence, don't see it if you're on the fence. But if you're someone who likes horror, I think you gotta. And there's, I mean, I, yeah. you know, I love a one-liner. This is like filled with horror, perfect horror one-liners. And again, just like the cinemas are glamorous. Like there is something to make a, you know, I think of, I mean, I think of um, Gabriel for a malignant, like in this day and age to make a, a villain that has a little bit of flair, has a little, yeah. um, a little bit of panache and Style. It, 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 we all love it. And I, I mean, we, this is, and we're recording this after the Megan trailer, yes. Megan with a three. And you, you fucking know we're gonna do that as live show. Oh, you know in January. we're gonna do it. Oh, you know we're gonna do it, baby. And we love like there's just, like having a little bit of something. That's what we all need right now. Right. You know, we need a little bit of glamour to get yeah. through something. A little bit a of hat. stage presence. Oh, a hat, even an evil hat. An evil hat. Um, Give me an evil hat. End any of day. list. End yeah. of list. Evil shoes. An evel, evil an evil bag. An evil bag. bag. <laughs> Uh, I'll take an evil clutch for sure. Oh, yeah, Megan had a little tie. It's like, you didn't have to do that, but I love it. Yeah. An evil tie. You know, and that's the thing. We are all figuring out our looks. I feel like I'm deep into, like, figuring out, like, my post-pandemic look. Allison, you're really good because you've really dedicated yourself to a look, so you're not someone who goes by trends. I've been dressing the same for, like, at least 10 years. (laughs) And I don't don't want to besmirch this look, but I feel like in L.A., for, like, people in their 20s, which I am not, there is a look that is, like, Big Bud and, like, these other, like, sort of more 70s, like— Yes. Like, a rust-colored corduroy with, like, a green Mm -hmm. shirt. And I love Mm -hmm. that, and I think that's so fun. And that's what I did for the pandemic, and I'm like, I I, want to— I want to move into my pinhead, my Hellraiser moment. Where yeah. Because the other option Maybe it's is like, like pivot to glamour. I think so, or at least a little bit, a little more black and white. I don't. I think I like I've, I've hit my fill of um, orange uh, shirts. So you know, You're hey, wearing Megan, one now. <laughs> this is pink. I guess it is oh, kind is of it? pink and orange, though. But yeah, I think Me- we can't besmirch Megan a terrible outfit in the Megan trailer. Yes. But we're, we're all finding our way. We're finding and, our way. Um, you know, enough is a myth, is what I always say. Enough is a myth. Yeah. Well, guys, we love you so much, and we hope you enjoyed this. And, yeah, if you've 
if, if you t- can tolerate horror at all, I think this was a really fun one to watch. Yes. Um, and, and again, if you don't want to see flayed skin, then don't, don't, then don't, don't do watch. It. And you don't need to because we just uh, told you everything that happens in the movie. Yeah. Um, and join us uh, Sunday, October 30th, the night before Halloween, for a live show, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're doing Smile. Yes. Not The Smile. I always like smile. Just Smile. Smile. We're doing smile. So uh, moment.co slash ruined. Get your tickets. You know the details. You guys are old pros at this at this point. Um, yeah. Old so we hope to see evil you hats. there. And uh, I guess the last thing to ask is. Please. If you want to mind. We are begging you. I mean. Keep, keep it, it spooky. spooky. Thank you. Yes. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.